Purple.com, sleep better for less. Number one in customer satisfaction, two years in a row with Mattresses Online by J.D. Power Award. Pick the right mattress for you. The Purple Mattress, dual-layered comfort foam. Purple Hybrid Breathable Responsive Support. Purple Hybrid Premier. Less pressure for dream, dreaming floaty. The Ascent Adjustable Base to make it possible to work, read, and lounge in bed. Bundle up for big savings, 10% off premium bedding and cushion bundles. Kids mattresses, ultimately placed grid and softer form for best support, even for little sleepers. Enjoy no pressure support with free sheets and two pillows on select mattresses. Purchase up to $247 value. Sleepy Jones and Purple Pajamas All Day Comfort with Soft Stretch Inspired Pajamas While You Work Worry About Breakfast Products Purple Harmony Pillow Double Seat Cushion Purple Gravity Weighted Blanket Purple Duvet Choose Purple for No Pressure Support for Everybody 30 Years 30 Plus Years and 35 patents, comfort gel grid technology originally created to make wheelchairs more comfortable than they remembered beds. People love purple, period. Positively comfy even for your fur baby. Uh, HTTPS www.everyplate.com Make affordable, crowd-pleasing meals at home. Choose from 14 delicious and affordable recipes that change every week. Everything you need is shipped to your door. Home-cooked deliciousness ready in 30 minutes. Save time and skip tedious trips to the grocery store. Save money and enjoy tasty dinners that won't break the bank at only $4.99 per serving. Easy to cook recipes at only six steps and will turn you into a chef and you can skip one or cancel anytime some examples of meals are sweet chili chicken super smash burgers balsamic glazed pork chops tuscan pork meatballs crispy blue cheese chicken chicken sausage meatball soup sausage chicken and pepper stir fry garlicky white sauce flatbreads caramelized onion meatloafs Loaded baked potato chowder, creamy chicken sausage penne, black bean and pepper jack tostadas, chili garlic soups, crispy chicken chickpea couscous bowls. Just select recipes after signing up. Recommended by 9,000 families. Break the cycle of boring. Good morning. Hope you're enjoying this, uh, these true crime stories. Today's true crime story is The Green River Killer, Gary Ridgway, Part 1. Gary Leon Ridgway, born February 18, 1949, also known as The Green River Killer, is an American serial killer. He was initially convicted of 48 separate murders. As part of his plea bargain, another conviction was added, bringing the total number of convictions to 49, making him the second most prolific serial killer in United States history, according to confirmed murders. 
He killed many teenage girls and women in the state of Washington during the 1980s and 1990s. Most of Rudger's victims were alleged to be sex workers and other women in vulnerable circumstances, including underage runaways. The press gave him his nickname after, he fir- after the first five victims were found in the Green River before his identity was known. He strangled his victims, usually by hand, but sometimes using ligatures. After strangling them, he would dump their bodies in forested and overgrown areas in King County, often returning to the bodies to have sexual intercourse with them. On November 30, 2001, as Ridgway was leaving the Kentworth Truck Factory, where he worked in Renton, Washington, he was arrested for the murders of four women whose cases were linked to him through DNA evidence. As part of a plea bargain wherein he agreed to disclose the locations of still missing women, he was spared the death penalty and received a sentence of life imprisonment without parole. Early life. Gary Leon Ridgway was born on February 18, 1949 in Salt Lake City, Utah, the second of Mary and Thomas Ridgway's three sons. His home life was somewhat troubled. Relatives have described his mother as domineering and have said that while young, he witnessed more than one violent argument between his parents. His father was a bus driver who would often complain about the presence of sex workers. Ridgway had a bedwetting problem until he was 13, and his mother would wash his genitals after every episode. He would later tell defense psychologist that as an adolescent, he had conflicting feelings of anger and sexual attraction toward his mother and fantasized about killing her. Ridgway is dyslexic and was held back a year in high school when he was... When he was 16, he stabbed a six-year-old boy who survived the attack. Ridgway had led the boy into the woods and then stabbed him through the ribs into his liver. Ridgway's IQ was recorded as being in the low 80s, adult life. Ridgway graduated from Taiyi High School in 1969 and married his 19-year-old high school girlfriend, Claudia Craig. He joined the U.S. Navy and was sent to Vietnam, where he served on board a supply ship and saw combat. During his time in the military, Ridgway had frequent sexual intercourse with sex workers and contracted gonorrhea. Although angered by this, he continued his act- this activity without protection. While Ridgway was, bro- was abroad, Craig had an amer- extramarital affair. Their marriage ended within a year. When questioned about Ridgway after his arrest, friends and his family described him as friendly but strange. His first two marriages resulted in divorce because of infidelities by both partners. His second wife, Marsha Winslow, claimed he, that he had placed her in a chokehold. He had become religious during his second marriage, proselytizing door-to-door, reading the Bible aloud at work and at home, and insisted that his wife follow the strict teachings of their pastor. Ridgway would also frequently cry after sermons or reading the Bible. Despite his beliefs, Ridgway continued to solicit the services of sex workers. <coughs> and even wanted his wife to participate in sex in public in, and in inappropriate places, sometimes even in areas where his victims' bodies were later discovered. According to women in his life, Ridgway had an insatiable sexual appetite. His three ex wives and several ex girlfriends reported that he demanded sex from them several times a day. Often he would want to have sex in a public area or in the woods. Richard himself admitted to having a fixation with sex workers with whom he had a love-hate relationship. He frequently complained about their presence in his neighborhood, but he also took advantage of their services regularly. He would have, he some have speculated that Richard was torn between his lust and his staunch religious beliefs. Murders. Throughout the 1980s and 1990s, Ridgway is believed to have murdered at least 71 teenage girls and women near Seattle and Tacoma, Washington. In court statements, he later reported that he had killed so many that he lost count. 
A majority of the murders occurred between 1982 and 1984. The victims were believed to either be to be either sex workers or runaways picked up along Pacific Highway South, which he strangled. Most of their bodies were dumped in wooded areas around the Green River, Seattle, Tacoma International Airport, and other dump sites within South King County. There were also two confirmed and another two suspected victims found in the Portland, Oregon area. The bodies were often left in clusters, sometimes posed, usually nude. He would sometimes return to the victims' bodies and have sexual intercourse with them. Ridgway later explained that he did not find necrophilia more sexually satisfying, but having sex with the deceased reduced his need to obtain a living victim and thus eliminated his exposure to being caught. Because most of the bodies were not discovered until only the skeletons remained, three victims are still unidentified. Ridgway occasionally contaminated the dump sites with gum, cigarettes, and written materials belonging to others, and he even transported a few victims' remains across state lands into Oregon to confuse the police. Ridgway began each murder by picking up a woman, usually a sex worker. He sometimes showed the woman a picture of his son to trick her into trusting him. After raping her, Ridgway strangled her from behind. He initially strangled them manually after many victims inflicted wounds and bruises on his arms while trying to defend themselves. Ridgway began using ligatures. He killed most victims in his home, his drug, or secluded area. In the early 1980s, the Kings County Sheriff's Office formed the Green River Task Force to investigate the murders. Task Force members included Robert Keppel and Dave Reichert, who periodically interviewed incarcerated serial killer Ted Bundy in 1984. Bundy offered his opinions on the psychology, motivations, and behavior of the killer. He suggested that the killer was revisiting the dump sites to have sex with his victims, which turned out to be true, and if police found a fresh grave, they should stake it out and wait for him to come back. Also contributing to the investigation was John E. Douglas, who developed a profile of the suspect. Ridgway was arrested in 1982 and 2001 on charges related to prostitution. He became suspect in the Green River killings in 1983. In 1984, Ridgway passed a polygraph test on April 7, 1987. Police took hair and saliva samples from Ridgway. Around 1985, Ridgway began dating Judith Mawson, who became his third wife in 1988. Mossel claimed in a 2010 television interview that when she moved into his house, that while they were dating, there was no carpet. Detectives later told her he had probably wrapped the body in the carpet. In the same interview, she described how he would leave for work early in the morning, some days ostensibly for the overtime pay. Mossel speculated that he must have committed some of the murders while supposedly working these early morning shifts. She claimed that she had not suspected Ridgeway's crimes before he was contacted by before she was contacted by the authorities in 1987 and not even heard of the Greenway River Killer. Before that time, because she did not watch the news. Author Penny Moorhead interviewed Ridgway in prison and he said while he was <coughs> and he said while he was in the relationship with Mawson, his kill went down and he truly loved her. Of his 49 known victims, only three were killed after he married Mawson. Mawson told a local television reporter, I feel I have saved his, saved lives by being his wife and making him happy. The samples collected in 1987 were later subjected to a DNA analysis, providing the evidence for his arrest warrant on November 30, 2001. Ridgie was at the Kenworth truck factory where he worked as a spray painter. When police arrived to arrest him, Ridgeway was arrested on suspicion of murdering four women nearly 20 years earlier after 
first being identified as a potential suspect when DNA evidence conclusively linked semen left in the victims to the saliva swab taken by the police. The four victims named in the original indictment were Marcia Chapman, Opal Mills, Cynthia Hands, and Caroline Christensen. Three more victims, Wendy Caulfield, Deborah Bonner, and Deborah Estes, were added to the indictment after a forensic scientist identified microscopic spray paint spears as a specific brand and composition of paint used at the Kenworth factory during the specific time, specific time frame when these victims were killed. Plea bargain, confessions, and sentencing. Early in August 2003, Seattle Television News reported that Ridgway had been moved from a maximum security cell at King County Jail to an airway highest minimum medium security level tank. Other news reports stated that his lawyers, led by Anthony Savage, were closing a plea bargain that would spare him the death penalty in return for his confession to a number of the Green River murders. On November 5, 2003, Ridgway entered a, plea, a guilty plea of, to 48 charges of aggravated first-degree murder as part of a plea bargain agreed to in June that would spare him execution in exchange for his cooperation in locating the remains of his victims and providing other details in his statement accompanying his plea, guilty plea. Ridgway explained that he had killed all of his victims inside King County, Washington, and that he had transplanted and dumped the remains of the two women near Portland to confuse the police. Deputy Prosecutor Jeffrey Baird noted in court that the deal contained the names of 41 victims who would not be the subject of State versus Ridgway if it were not for the plea agreement. King County Prosecuting Attorney Norm Menlang explained his decision to make the deal. We could have gone forward with seven counts, but that is all we have ever hoped to solve at the end of that trial, whatever. The outcome, there would have been lingering doubts about the rest of these crimes. This and this agreement wasn't the avenue to the truth, and in the end, the search for the truth is still why we have a criminal justice system. Gary Ridgewood does not serve our mercy. He does not deserve to live. The mercy provided by today's resolution is directed not at Ridgewood, but towards the families who have suffered so much. On December 18, 2003, King County Superior Court Judge Richard Jones sentenced Ridgeway to 48 life sentences with no possibility of parole and one life sentence to be served consecutively. He was also sentenced to an additional 10 years for tampering with evidence for each of the 48 victims, adding 480 years to his life to his 48 life sentences. Ridgeway led prosecutors to th three bodies in 2003. On August 16th of that year, the remains of, 60, of a 16-year-old girl found there. In Numclaw, Washington, 40 feet from State Route 410, was pronounced as belonging to Pammy Annette Event, who had been believed to be a victim of the Green River Killer. The means of Marie Malvar and April Buttram were found in September 2003. On November 23, 2005, the Associated Press reported that a week and hiker found the skull of one of the 48 women Richard admitted to murdering in his 2003 plea with King County prosecutors, the school of another victim of Tracy, that of Tracy Winston, who was 19 when she disappeared from North Cape Mall on September 12, 1983, was found on November 20, 2005, by a man hiking in a wooded area near Highway 18 in Issaquah, southeast of Seattle. Ridgeway confessed to more than to more confirmed murders than any other American serial killer over a period of five months of police and prosecutor interviews. He confessed to 48 murders. 42 of which were on the victim's list of probable Green River killer victims. On February 9, 2004, country prosecutors began to release the videotape records of Ridgeway's confessions 
In one tape interview, he initially told investigators that he was responsible for the deaths of 65 women. In another taped interview when, with Reichert on December 31, 2003, Richard claimed to have murdered 71 victims and confessed to having had sex with them before killing them, a detail which he did not reveal until after his sentencing. In his, tar- in his confession, he acknowledged that he targeted prostitutes because they were easy to pick up and that he hated most of them. He confessed that he had sex with the victims' bodies after he murdered them, but claimed to have claimed he began burying the later victims so that he could resist the urge to commit necrophilia. Richard later said that murdering young women was his career. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned next week to part two of the Greenway Killer, Gary Ridgeway. I hope you stay safe, stay home if you can, practice all this thing, if you do go out, wear a mask, wash your hands, use coron- use universal precautions during this coronavirus pandemic that extends into 2021 as we look forward to our normalcy. Now that the vaccine is out, if that ever happens, have a good week, and as always, thank you for listening.